Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Neon Christian Baker Psychic Hour. We're a bit tardy today. Sorry about that. But here to take your calls, 914-338-0164 is the number to reach us. Please press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. And we invite you to join us on Facebook, Twitter, um, which I need to post to today, Twitter, um, the account link on our blog, your profile, where you may follow us also. And that profile is on Kristen Baker Psychic. So we hope to hear from some of you today. Um, I'm posting, and that's that. What's up with you, Neil? <laughs> What's up? Um, you know, it, I, I uh, was thinking about You were uh, thinking? I, I was thinking. <laughs> wow. Um, but <laughs> I was thinking about a topic, and who are you? What What's somewhat interesting when you uh, get into the element of our environment, our immediate environment, that is, uh, how we can manipulate our environment and bring on certain energy fields from the astral realm, and one way to is to put up pictures or paintings on your wall, particular pictures or paintings. Oh, yeah, like the caveman does. Like, yeah, I was explaining to a client about the caveman and how paintings, the caveman would draw those paintings on the, on the cave walls and then probably take some high plant substance and hallucinate and then bite torch, light, fire, the paintings would ripple and one of the cavemen would narrate a story about the hunt or something like that. And, and it was like our first movie theater, especially when you consider it was dark. Well, when we put up paintings in our homes or that decorate our environment with energy fields that, that take us all the way back to prehistoric times, and not only that, but then the paintings or the pictures themselves create a portal in the house through which I enter in and out of the home through that energy field. They do present a portal. In the astral realm, it would be like a window, an open window. And they go through the theme of the, um, the element. So, like you put up a picture of a woman, you might attract a lot of females. You put up a picture of a clown, you might attract clowns. The skeleton will come to your home. Uh, Emma Kelly. But, uh, Maybe, you know, like the clown that performs at, 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 uh, performs at uh, you know, children's birthday parties. It may not be Emma Kelly that comes to someone's house. We have you a know. picture of a clown, and, and Ronald McDonald's been here for <laughs> years. We can't get money. But I mean, it's funny because you think about like where you not only not only putting a picture up on a wall and what the picture's content is, but like where you get the picture. I mean, if you buy a picture, for example, at like a yard sale, I mean, the energy that is in that painting is attached to the people that are selling it. And you know. Well, not only that, but you get a lot of cars parked outside. <laughs> um, so that's kind of, be careful what you put up. But. Um, uh, the idea that they, they do present portals 
and we work with these portals all the time. Now, portals can, can bring in good or bad negative energy. You open up a window, you don't know who's going to come in. So, so portals need to constantly be cleaned and checked. Well, if I mean, you're of that mind. Yeah, if you you're don't of that mind. Have to do it. Right. And but if you're if you're um, you're inclined to be a psychic or a clairvoyant or a medium, you got it. You should do it because what you do is you collect in your environment all kinds of creatures and elements and inhabitants from the astral realm that can be both good and bad. It would just happen like having a hole in your house and you can't get rats. You've got to keep your, 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 pre, your wits about you, especially if you call on spirits or communicate with spirits. Um, and a lot of you out there that listen do. Uh, right, but the, yeah, probably the idea of cleaning portals is not something that is really uh, no, not, practiced no, by no. most people that listen to our show. And the manner in which you clean a portal, I mean, it's not easy work to clean portals. No, it can be very dangerous. Dangerous. You so can get sucked up into a careful. portal and actually, like, you know, you're dead. Yeah, yeah, you're gone. So portals can have that kind of energy, like a black hole. It all depends on the intensity of your environment. But for the most part, 90% of the people, you don't have to worry. They're just there. And sometimes they're there with or without pictures or portraits. Our, our homes become energy fields through which sometimes energy passes to and fro. This is just part of the process of, of that physical existence uh, interacting with the, inter- with the astral realm. But it, 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 what's interesting, and you know, people have people have alluded to this, you know, magic mirrors and the picture of Dorian Gray that was aging. Um, the picture would stay the guy would age, Mrs. Vice versa. But uh, the idea that um, that what, and even if you use masks. Mass in the Renaissance, you put them up, or you put up a kind of a clay, colored clay object of a portrait or something. All of these become portals that you checked. If your psychic work should do it. If you're not, don't worry about it. But even when people uh, in the in the work of Catholicism, Picture of the Virgin Mary or a crucifix. Of Christ, not just a cross, but you know, they're okay. sitting there hanging on. That thing, Jewish, you know, these things are part of the energy field. That brings that up, sorry, go create, ahead. Uh, that create a, a uh, atmosphere of energy within the house itself. And it can become very interesting. Very entertaining, too. Well, let's talk about a certain subject, which is a cross that appears on the freeway. So that's really, I mean, obviously we're not talking about the environment of the home in this case. Yeah, we've heard clients talk about a uh, cross. They see a cross on the freeway that uh, disappears uh, and reappears. Reappears and disappears. And it's very intricately carved. We haven't seen it, but, but. Cause. But we've been told. And, uh, you know, can that happen? Absolutely. And they were magical elements that happened uh, after the crucifixion uh, with Christ appearing in different forms and different body forms and things like that. So, you know, the world is filled with magic. Magic, magic, magic. Everywhere there's magical elements. Um, I remember even as a young boy, uh, being at what was called the farm, it's still called the farmer's market, and there was, a, there was a magazine stand there. And I was reading a magazine, and I was used to being a psychic, but but I, I heard somebody say hello, and I turned around, and I didn't see them. And I again, I'm back. I was only a kid. And, oh, hello, Neil. And I turned around, and I don't see anybody, and they said. The woman beside you read the magazine. And I turned around 
in black with black sunglasses reading a magazine. And I had thought forms going on. I thought, oh, my gosh. She goes, no, not oh, my God. I'm an angel. And I thought, what the heck? So that was one of my first encounters in that regard, uh, how angels can appear in human form and kind of walk around. What? This angel's intentions were, I never knew. I thought she was an alien, not an angel. No, angel. She was an angel? Angel. Angel. There have been been, uh, aliens in similar situations, you're probably leading to that, where uh, I've encountered. No, I I, I was confused about that. uh, There's been aliens in other situations where... uh, there used to be this great show on TV called The Invaders with Roy Fins, where yeah, you aliens were in human form, and he was, you know, when he found out they were an alien, he zapped them and they turned to dust. But you know, we have those uh, those positions that everyone that we see is not exactly a human. There are there are energy fields walking around. Uh, what do they call those? Um, not lobster people. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, no, I forget. But they, but there's a certain human being slash animal figure that they uh, say that human humans take the form of. I mean, it's real common. Like, yeah, I I don't know why I'm not. But uh, but still, nonetheless, we have those elements going on. Now, that's in the physical realm. When you have portals and houses, it's going to be more in the spiritual, mystical, astral realm where you may not necessarily see them. But nonetheless, uh, they're there. Oh, uh, lizard people, what is it called? You mean reptilians? Reptilians. Um, Which are not, I mean, those are not, reptilians are not, I mean, the, according to the, 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 what, what you're referencing, reptilians in that regard are not considered friendly energies. And there's this whole theory. I mean, to get into you know, conspiracy theories, which I don't know if I necessarily buy into this, but, you know, that, that certain world leaders are actually reptilians. Do you know about this? Yeah. Yeah. So certain world leaders famous people are reptilians and there's this, you know, agenda that's, um, you know, to take over the world with the reptilian energy, videos videos of them morphing. Yeah. Actually, there are videos of them morphing. Who knows if it's, you know, what is it, CGI, how you change things. I mean, I I don't know. I I, I don't know. The technology. But But they talk about the bloodlines, like the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, that they're connected to the reptilian bloodline and evil. And there is evil in the world, and those people have really, you know, caused a lot of damage to the world in, um, as far as their actions are concerned. But whether they're, you know, from a different, you know, race that's not of the earth is debatable. They could just be evil. Who knows? Well, I mean, it's, it's throughout history. In literature and <clears throat> Of, even in the Bible, of, of creatures emerging and spirits and demons and all kinds. Yeah, of they things. talk about Queen Elizabeth. You know, they show pictures with the, you know, oh, there's a here's her tail that's covered by her dress, so on yeah. and so forth. Um, anyway. Well, some of it's silly. Yeah. And too much. David right? Ike, I think, is uh, David Ike is one of the people who promote that. But some say he's a reptilian himself. Who knows? <laughs> well, it's fun. I mean, but it is all uh, fun. But but it's not that there is a reason as uh, other worldly form that walks us. And I mean, I've, I've witnessed it firsthand, at least myself. And and uh, um, forms from other planets. Um, have nothing to do with the spiritual world, but they're actually uh, alien forms that are walking amongst us. I mean, not all of these UFOs are, are weather balloons. And uh, some of the 
some of the life forms on our planet have been victims of crashes that have learned to adapt to the human form. Um, so there are, I know when I went, went in earlier years, I've seen the morphing of people, some of them were not human. Some of them were not human at all. So it's sort of, I mean, you may think it's somewhat silly, but well, people question. calling our show are going to probably question. believe in this anyway. Well, yeah, but I mean, as far as people morphing, are you talking about people morphing in a, you know, like in a personal session where they morph into a non-human form? Or are you talking about people that are just, that are actually, and, you know, because you can, in, 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 in random individuals, you can see many different things when you're looking yeah. at a face. But are you distinguishing this between people that are, that have an alien energy and they're unaware of it? Or are you talking about people that are actually aliens? And they know what they're doing, and they're cloaking their identity with human form. Both. There, there are those who are, you know, who have animal spirit forms around them, and they're not aware. They have past life stuff. They have their, they, they are accompanied by spirits and guides and all of all varieties, and they morph sometimes into uh, energy that they have been in prior lifetimes. And then there are those who are deliberately disguising themselves because underneath the skin deep theory is another entity and that's what they deliberately are so I've seen those things and you know I I sometimes I've pondered exactly what their intentions are I've I've known I've, I've encountered entities that in human form that I've been very concerned about in terms of what their general uh, program is for the earth. So, I'm, and I still think this way, they have some trepidation about some what we would call human form walking the planet. So, I then, then you would ascribe to the theory that some of our world leaders may be connected to alien. Well, I energies. I mean uh, that. I mean because you're talking about a world, more of a global um, threat than. A, I don't think yet. We. I mean, you know, we talk about the anti the antichrist, and the beast, and pure otherworldly entities being in a human form, being in government. I don't think that's happened yet, but I do think that there have been. It, corrupt people in government, and I do believe that there have been downright corrupt people. But then you're and, talking and about... And also uh, people who have ascribed to the dark magics of what of existence. Right, but then, I mean, there's a di- difference between e- evil aliens and then demons. I mean, those are two separate categories. Yeah. I mean, a demon, so, a demon can attach itself to, to a, a human, human form being and influence that human being and work with that human being and sometimes even inhabit the body of the human being. So there are two actual bodies going on in one body. There's the person's body and they're inhabited by a a demon. Take a look at your x-rays, people. (laughs) It's true. I mean, you can actually, if you look at x-rays, you can do it online. Look at people's x-rays and start to see what is in, what, what, what content those x-rays hold or MRIs because they pick up images I mean, if your eye is trained to see that, um, yeah. of different different forms, spirits, aliens, a, you know, a, demons. A, a, a technician will just say, well, that's just an illusion. Just, what is that? Know, when you see something, but, objects, what's the term? Yeah, there's a term for it. When you see objects, objects and things. in things. But, but, and some of that may be true. But there are deliberately inside of... Um, of uh, in those x-ray forms are demons. I remember a person who had brain cancer, and they were going to die. And we saw a we, they showed me the x-ray, and I said, look, that's a demon in the brain. And that was created by, the, this was another incident, created by the use of hallucinogenics. Yeah, we and talked about it on the show the, This isn't the one that ultimately died of a brain oh. tumor. Um, I explained to that person why they had 
fatal brain cancer. But this was another episode. And the person had a death uh, sentence on them by a doctor. And we saw the, uh, they showed me the x-ray and I saw this demon in the brain. And we did like, I guess you'd call it an exorcism. We did, and lo and behold, the person survived and was alive and cured. Nobody knew why how. how. But we, we, we located, by the use of that x-ray, we located that it was a horrible-looking thing, horrible. And it was, it, there was no contortion about it. It wasn't like, oh, that's just shadows or part of the brain. No, there, this was as real as ever. And we removed it by an energy field, and the person within days, the, they said that the brain tumor disappeared. Within so, days. Within days. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, per, per, I don't know how to pronounce when it. You, period, period, when you see face in an object, it's called pareidolia. Pareidolia. Yeah. But there's but it, there's another term because you it's not only faces. Well, there's you see design, you see, designs. You, when you look at figures, designs, I mean, all kinds you of see things. All kinds of images. But you know the rock, the rock, uh, um, Rothschild, Roth, 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 I know what you're talking about the Roth, Roth, Rothberg, Rothschild, Roth, I see it. I know what you're talking about. They'll ask what on the CNN and okay. And it becomes a whole dialogue for the therapist to work with. So you do see designs and symbols and things. What it means is that our brain demands order. So in chaos, we try to create order from and we try to assimilate the sense of disorder or chaos into some semblance of something familiar to us. And then we actually more and more and more. And more. So it's the penetrating into the design and seeing perhaps things that are really, really there. But when you get people like artists, Paula, and people who are pure abstract, purely abstract artists, and they name they'll name their uh, painting the woman. And you go, well, that, that's not a woman. That's just total abstract dots and zigzags. But the more you look at it, the more you look at it, it's like it's mesmerizing. You start to see images come out of it. And indeed, you start to see maybe what artistically but magically happening during the creation of the painting. Well, that's a, that's a great exercise for the third eye looking at abstract painting. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, abstract paintings and x-rays. I remember going to the uh, LA Museum of Modern Art when I was in my teens and staring at, I can't remember the painting, but staring at this painting for like four hours. I, I, for, literally. And the guard, the, the uh, person that guards the paintings that stands there with all those people. The security guard? The security guard type person who just came, finally came over to me and said, are you all right? <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm, I'm looking, and I forgot the name of the painting. I said, I'm looking at the such and such. And he said, oh, well, I just thought there was something wrong because you've been here four hours staring <laughs> at it. And I, and I said, oh, yeah, it's amazing because it even moves. I think the person that was nuts. But I wasn't doing anything to damage the painting, so they definitely be. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's true. You can see images going on in, in the energy field. And, I mean, if you really want to trip out and you're a psychic, go to the Natural Museum of Art and Natural Museum of History and go to the dinosaurs of it. And, my God, the energy is coming from those bones are it, it, very intense, very intense stuff. 
I mean, I wouldn't say it's Jurassic Park and there's dinosaurs running around the museum, but the energy coming from that molecular structure of bone is very intense to the point where I remember my heart pounding at one time, just feeling the intensity of it. And that wasn't just by looking at the sheer bone, but looking at the energy emanating from the bone itself. And, you know, when we get to the idea of bones, you know, even elephants will embrace. We have the elephant graveyard. They will embrace the bones of their dead companions. Almost like the caress. And their energy that goes on in that as well. Memories that we are so ignorant of in terms of what the astral field provides for us and how active it is all around us. I, some of, it makes some of us go mad, like Van Gogh, who saw imagery in nature, in trees, and saw that. He probably saw astral fields. That not so much spirit, but, but he saw everything that's alive, everything that has molecular energy, puts out a design of energy around it. It becomes a total visual vibrational. And sometimes if your eye doesn't turn off, you can go mad looking at these things if you're not totally aware of um, their, their actual concept. But it, you know, you see it in all kinds of art fields. An interesting fellow was uh, Robert Crumb, cartoonist Robert Crumb. Oh, yeah, we just watched that documentary. And, well, and also racist. I mean, some... Yeah, racist. <laughs> so he, you know, defended himself and said that was, you know, uh, not a reflection of his own beliefs, but of, you know, era. Yeah, the era. And a, a sociological. Unfortunately, uh, so, a lot of people who depict who depict um, this form. He did say that he has a lot of He did. He did. He did. Yeah, and but, obviously know, a lot of people do. Right. I mean, there's not. That's not a crime. That you know. No, but I mean, it, as far as art has been concerned, I can look at that because, I mean, he's a fantastic artist. It came from a family, not the parents, but the other siblings, uh, brothers, were also artists, but mentally ill. One committed suicide, but there are all three of the male siblings that, in the documentary, watched the two sisters didn't participate in the documentary, but the level of talent of all of the brothers was yeah. extremely impressive. The, his son that died was also an artist. I don't know if you were yeah. aware of that, but his art was not, I mean, it did it's not live up to that standard. His daughter, I mean, her art is excellent. Her cartoon, I mean, she's a cartoonist as well, but <laughs> not really similar to her father's style. So it's interesting. But anyway. Yeah, they're fascinating family to analyze in terms of astral energy. Well, yeah, and, and, and in terms of the birth dates as well, actually, which yeah. I was looking into. I didn't discuss this with you, but how the, the connective energies and um, the, the family history is very interesting because they had an extremely abusive father, um, a mother who was addicted to diet pills uh, later on in their, in their youth. And... Um, Anyway. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, when you look at, um, now, Crumb did indulge in LSD, and supposedly he did some brilliant work during that period. Um, painting, his office drawings are heightened and influenced by the uh, by use of the that drug, right? LSD. And if you look at some of his drawings, I mean, there's astral projecting going on. There's spirits. Yeah, he depicts the third eye. So there is some element that could have been unlocked in his zone. Now, now, it, some of his art was fine art, almost Renaissance, almost, 
almost like Leonardo da Vinci portraits. But, uh, but for the most part, for the most part, he was a cartoonist. But there was nothing that held him back from being very realistic and conventional in his art form, displaying a certain vast amount of talent. Right, and he did in 2009. He did, he, uh, did a pictorial of the book of Genesis. Yeah, did a whole 220-some pages. I mean, the amount of work that he's done in his lifetime is, is enormous. Yeah, enormous. He, created, he, he depicts God creating the world from a void. And yeah, don't get offended, everybody, that we're talking about religion. Right. Well, we're not, I know, but that's about how... I know, that's but, what, I know, but that's what... Yeah, well, biblical history is what we were talking about when we were uh, accused of talking about religion. religion. So, well, just, uh, you know, religion, FYI. Most most <laughs> Christians would condemn us for talk or even communicating with the dead. So that's what I think right. that. So, but, uh, but I think that... Uh, we, all these ideas can be incorporated into our discussion without, you know, having to be deemed a religious show. Anyway, yeah, I think things can be. I, I think we come from a general. I mean, it's a shame that we live in a world of such diversity that is destructive. Diversity is healthy, but our diversity is destructive. I mean, there was even an article in the paper about how we could outlive a nuclear war. They're already talking about nuclear war. They well, they've been out. talking about nuclear war for years. Well, but now they're talking yeah, now it's it's more serious. about, you know, the, yeah. the billions that will die. Well, you know, the one-third of the population may be wiped out. And, Isn't that but, kind of like the same as what, as what was said in Revelation? Yeah, yeah kind, same yeah, thing. Same we're, thing. We're, we're getting close. We're getting close. But, uh, you know, the, the incident that's happening between India and Pakistan, not to mention Russia and China, and... What parts of the, the world that where nuclear war could actually break out, and it doesn't take much to get the ball rolling. But now they're they're rationally discussing that well we can sustain ourselves. It's just like Doctor Strangelove coming into pure focus from the cinema to reality. But these are things that I mean I was played with this stuff back in 1972. Writing books about it, concerned, concerned, and I think we've reached a point now where portals and spirits and invaders from Mars, and notwithstanding our worst enemy is ourselves. That's what the greatest fear is, and we're living in a world where we're, I believe we're getting closer, closer, closer to the apocalypse. To the time that's been predicted where the world suffers a major, major nuclear uh, disaster. And things are happening rapidly. Gore was discussing how the polar caps were shrinking and at what rate, and at that point, it was sort of casually accepted by the world. Now, they're rapidly shrinking at a rate faster than what Gore predicted. And we're in deep trouble. Our planet's in deep, deep trouble. You may look out and say, well, the sky's still blue, there's birds in the sky, there's an airplane just went by, cars going by, everything looks fine to me, but I'll go to the store. No. We are living in a, in a realm of time. And some of these psychics who say, oh, we're in for big blessings. What? No, what, there's, the reality check is not that. We could pray. We well, could I mean, you know, maybe on a personal level, people have their own blessings. But, I mean, as far as the, 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 the future out, out forecast or outlook for the planet. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, no. we're all for great blessings to happen. And they, are, they do happen every day. And prayer and everything can contribute to, to that. And I'm not saying doomsday's tomorrow, but what I'm saying is we are on the highway to up the apocalypse. That's what you reminded me of. You remind me of my topic for the day, which we'll have to do Wednesday. What was that? Oh, well, we'll talk about it Wednesday. Uh, well, uh, you know, Bob Dylan did a great song, Desolation Row. And... Um, 
Highway 61 and visited. But he he and he did you know doomsday songs all over the place. Um, times are changing. I mean, great uh, troubadour ballad predictor of energy way back in the late 50s, early 60s. The idea that we are living in dangerous times, and it's just not in our immediate environment. You know, beware of those peaceful times, for you know, they, they can be misleading. And we're not saying that we're doomsday uh, carriers of information, but the idea that we we have to be aware of what's going on in the world. Ignorance is not bliss. And so to carry that information forward in our brains, I think, can create an energy field by which, on a massive level, we can maybe divert certain dire consequences. But it's got to be it's got to be on a global stage. It's got to be like a, 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 a massive attitude. Well, yeah, good luck. Humanity. Good luck. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It, it just We don't live in a world where people are willing to understand the deeper connotations of existence and how precious it is. Now, life is, is fragile. It's nothing. So you die. I was just discussing something about how in L.A. there's so many holdups now and people following people. And death oh, yeah, and the, there's a huge, I mean, there's breaking into uh, stores. People are driving into, like, you know, department stores to rob stores. Yeah. People are getting robbed on the street, um, you know, when they're sitting out and having lunch on the, you know, on the sidewalk. Of their, you know, robbed of their Rolex watches and you know, all kinds of things. We have massive chaos that that is not isolated. They're not isolated incidents. They're in the stream of destructive consciousness that is somehow our planet's playbook. And it's getting to a point where, when you look at our planet, I mean, I've 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 I've, I've actually had encounters with alien forms that have said, we look at your planet and we throw up. <laughs> they, they actually vomit. Whatever they vomit, I don't know. But they've actually told me it's disgusting. Our planet's disgusting. And what we're doing with it is disgusting. And I've encountered those, those flight forms. I, I'm not going to call and tell anybody about it. Well, you just did. <laughs> I, mean, well, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not going to shout out on the street with a signpost. Aliens think we have living on a disgusting planet, but it, it's absolutely true. But we don't need aliens to tell us that. We are now we're, allow, we're thinking about allowing drilling in the Arctic, uh, in the Arctic uh, frontier, and Arctic Circle. No, uh, um, you know, drilling in the Arctic. Well, drill. You know what I mean. Drilling for oil. Yeah. Right. In, in the Arctic Refuge. Where, where it's supposed to be protected. It's and supposed to be protected. And what we're doing to the Amazon jungles. Yeah, that's what I was thinking uh, about that during this that conversation. In that case in Brazil, who was willing to sacrifice the rainforest for a massive... Well, the, I mean, in, in the difficulty with I mean, palm oil, for example. <laughs> I mean, avoiding palm oil in... in, in Food and household products is so difficult. I mean, you have to be so careful reading labels. Got to be very careful. Palm oil, very difficult. You don't know. You don't have any idea what has palm oil in it. So many, so many things. Um, It's very, very hard to avoid. I mean, to be conscious, conscious uh, about the environment as a consumer is very challenging because you have to be. totally aware of what you're purchasing and all, you know, all the ramifications of what you're buying, you know, what, what it contains on the, to the planet, the ramifications to the planet of what you're buying, the contents of the, the, the ingredients. So, you know, it's not only, it's not only um, the 
palm oil, but I mean, milk, dairy products. Yeah. It, it actually hurts the environment. Yeah. So, certain plants. Fertilizers. Certain plants. Um, you know. So we, you know, I mean, there's a difference between comfort and concern. Some of us are concerned, but we we buy into comfort, so we just buy the products and we don't. And but we seem to be concerned. But there's a difference because concern needs to be action, it, and that may not be comfortable. So you go out of your way, you pay more, you you observe the the life sustaining things on our planet and you don't you don't buy into your own comfort level but you buy into the security of our planet and you start to make sacrifices and they may not all be pleasant not supposed to be or maybe you they are pleasant but the idea is you start off with the idea that the sacrifices we make make may not be comfortable sacrifices but they're necessary because we've only got this globe to live on and it's under great distress right now. And yes, yes, deniers, human activity is destroying our planet. Human activity is destroying our planet. It's just but not, a, there, it's but, just not a, but a cycle. I do think that there, sorry, but I do think that there is a um, greater plan to destroy and control the population. And that there are um, there are those in power that 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 are intentionally destroying the environment. Chemtrails. I mean, you know, you think about what's happening to the planet as far as global warming is concerned, and it, I don't believe it's only because of people and their consumption of of fossil fuels and things like that. I think it's like I said, chemtrails. I think um, the you know the hotter temperatures that we have, um, but I mean, of course, there's massive floods, all kinds of weather disturbances. I I do believe that there is the technology to control weather, and that it could be used in a beneficial way rather than a destructive way. So that's just my two cents on that. Well, now, I don't disagree. I. I I think that you know our, we're not just people, you know, individuals. No, there's a, there's a consciousness out there that's meant to deliberately destroy, uh, control, deterioration, and massive destruction. And so we're we're you know paranoia is not necessarily the correct word. There's a reality element in the, in the idea of mind control and human control. And it does, it's nothing new. There's nothing new about it. Even in our contemporary times, George Orwell, H.G. Wells, people who, who chose a lot of fictitious lines of, of, of belief patterns talk about that mind control aspect. But it dates back to any place where we have what would be considered dictatorships uh, or emperors, where we had to be allegiance to to a person's consciousness and what they believed, and we had to follow that, or, or we die, or we're condemned, or we're imprisoned. So there is the sense of mind control, planet control, and ultimately spirit control. We have a caller who is in the queue and um, doesn't have his or her hand raised, but we're going to bring him on anyway. Hi, 201, you're in the air. Hi, Neil. Hi, Christian. How are you? Hi. This is Jackie. You're right. I didn't raise hey, my Jackie. hand, but thank you for bringing me in. You're welcome. Um, one five nineteen sixty. what is your birthday? 65? Is it 65? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hi. Hi, sweetie. How are I you? I do have a question. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm okay. I'm taking it as it comes, just like everyone else. Um, 
I had a visit from my sister who I hadn't seen in some years out of the blue. Um, and her birthday is August 18th, 1989. Yesterday, huh? Yes, and my, my younger brother's birthday is today. And these oh, are the two these are the two people that um I was yeah. like caught up in the middle of a of the drama. I'm just right. trying to understand her the nature of her visit and what are her Maybe she was trying to collect a birthday gift. <laughs> no, this was a couple of weeks ago. No, I'm still I'm teasing. It's a joke. It's a joke. She's I'm still just saying Okay. I'm not, I'm not sure how to read her with the exception of she's always been very clever and calculating. So she was the one and your brother, what's his, what's his year of birth? Just, uh, 67, August 19th, 1967. Yes, you guys are a wide range of ages. So, okay, 18, 28, and he's um, uh, got both high karmic numbers. Forty-one, yeah. Same karmic and master number forty one five. Um, so, it, which is those two it's have the same number. Months. Well, you know what's weird is it's you know in your in your um, in your month and day you hold their karmic numbers because there's a four between that one and five. Do you get that? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That there's a yeah, four, four between four in one terms and five. Yes. Yeah. I get so that. there's four. The division of four, so 41, five is in your karmic number. I mean, they're in your month and day, and that's their karmic and master number. So, it, and this was the, these were the people that you had the difficulty in um, obtaining your parents' home and things like that, right? Yes. And it, it's, it's so sad because I would like to be, I would like to help them, but I know that they never appreciate anything. Like, their arrogance always seems to get in the way. Right. I'm not sure how to to take her visit. They need financial assistance? Are you, I mean, are are they, is that, I mean, is that what you're talking about as far as helping them? I, I, I assume they, I assume that they do. But everybody does, including myself. You understand? And well, they're not the type of people to understand that. Like, everyone thinks because I'm married that everything should be fine with me. Well, you know, my my husband is out on disability because he had a right. stroke. I remember. Like, do the math. Well, did they, they, they didn't come out and ask for money, but you're saying you, you no. said that it was to maybe engage you in... Helping them at a later date. My my sister had an agenda because she mentioned something to someone after she left the house. Oh. Whereas when she, when she left the house, she she said something completely different. She was like telling me to pray for my family because somebody was going to die. And, uh. So, but what did she say? What did she say to the other person? I mean, I wouldn't trust your sister. I just my vibe is no don't trust, and I wouldn't give financial help to them if you can't, afford, especially if you're not in a position to do that. No, But I, I think can't. that she's trying to manipulate you, but Neil might have another point of view. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. I, I think she should be cautious. I always oh, yeah. have been my entire life. She was a bully and a narcissist. No. Well... I mean, so what's your major concern now for the sake of the reading? I want to keep her at bay and let her stay her distance and not get in my way. Well, then you just have to set your boundaries. My boundaries are set. So so you're you're wanting to keep her at bay. It will will be under your control. You know, if, if there's an influence that you can't, quite control because of her manner of behavior, well, you know, you can't control that. But what you can do right. is control your immediate space, unless she starts to say things or do things that affect you from remotely speaking. Yeah, see, that, that's it. I'm trying to figure that out because 
when she told me to just, you know, pray for my family and that someone was working dark magic and all that stuff, I'm like, why are you bringing this to me? I haven't seen you in a couple of years. If you, if people are dealing with you with dark magic, I don't need that energy. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't involve yourself with her. I mean, I, I don't see the point. Okay, thank you. Now I have another question, real quick. Cause I know you guys are going to go up the air. I told yeah, you yeah. I moved to another. I, go, I moved to another school, and it's a performing arts school, and oh, nice. it's right nice. in the vicinity of my home. Very, very small though, and I was only there a couple of days before I had to take a leave because my husband got sick. And I just want to see, you know, what's what, you know, to expect yeah, in the has, next couple of months. This, has the school year started for you yet? Uh, not yet. On the first. I think you're going to be, I mean, I, my, my vibe, I think you're going to be a lot happier there than you were at the previous school. Okay. I just get a better energy. It's performing arts school. I think there's going to be more discipline. You know, the, 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 the kids are going to be more disciplined because they're in the mind of being disciplined. They're performing artists. So they're, they work at their craft. That's what the school is for. So you're going to be dealing with a different caliber of students. She's a teacher, so she's math. I mean, you know, maybe there are going to be students that aren't as interested in math because they're more interested in their art forms. However, I think you're going to, in in general, get a more disciplined disciplined students and and probably a better relationship with your your colleagues. Neil? Oh, I totally agree. Okay, we're in agreement. Yeah. I think you're going to do fine there, and uh, you'll, you'll have a different experience with your students. You know, just uh, incorporate the, the fun of math. You know, draw math into more than just numbers. Right, right. A sense of suspense and mystery and, and something they can connect to. You know, have them work out their address where they live and do things you know, mathematical equations around their personal life, their birthdays. You can right, get right, right. Yeah, you know how to do it. Yeah, and and it's so funny because I met a student one day, and it was it was hilarious because he came in my class. He like looked at me down in his eyes, and then he pulled out a, um, a tarot deck, and I was so tickled. I was like, look at this, and wow. he just gave me a look. <laughs> I was tickled when he did that. Yeah. So what we're saying is accurate. Um, let us know, though, what happens okay. in the coming weeks because, you know, you'll be starting anew. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll be interested in hearing how things progress for yeah. you. Yeah. I, I need a different start because i got to get my money yeah. in order and move forward. This is it. That's why I moved closer to home. Um well, it's good. Yeah. It's 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 good, and you know we'll be keeping your husband in our prayers too. Thank you. He's he's making a lot of progress. Good, good, good to Thank hear. Well, keep, yeah, keep in touch. We got to close, but keep in touch. Okay, my loves. Okay. You guys Thank have you. a wonderful day. Okay, you too. Thank you. Bye. Namaste. 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 Okay, we're off the air, um, but back on Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Goodbye.